Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Mace, how are you, my friend? I'm all right. How was Vegas? Vegas was fantastic. Uh, my daughter had a bug before she left. She kept saying to me all last week, Dad, I'm so tired. Can I go to bed? Like right when I get home from school, can I go to bed at seven? Can I go to bed at eight? Usually teenagers don't say that stuff, right? Right. If I could go to bed right now, I would. It was an early night on Saturday when I was in Vegas, if that tells you anything. Oh, wait, are you saying you today, if you could go to bed right now, you would? I would. Oh, yeah. I'd go to bed right now. Are you okay? Are you you under the weather? Are you feeling... Well, I'm just really tired, okay. and I'm wondering if I have the same thing that she has. I'm not going to say, well, she gave it to me. Listen, <laughs> we had a great time in Vegas. Don't get me wrong. But the point is, is that this morning I was just exhausted. When I got home yesterday, I was exhausted. I was exhausted on Saturday as well. And it is what it is. So I pulled an Andrew Mason. I took a nap before the show, and I felt, <laughs> you know what, if I can get an extra – 20 minutes i will i went to bed yesterday at eight o'clock at night wow even for you that's that early like that i mean and you are you get to bed a relatively normal hour compared to me although i can tell you i'm getting to bed before midnight nowadays i've i've modified my schedule a little bit congratulations thank you well, the, well the, the, i'm very the, happy for you the key with- the key is getting in like i had a habit of getting on the elliptical at 10 o'clock right bad thing the key is getting uh, is getting on the machine earlier in the evening. So, like for example, now with yeah. base, this is like why baseball season is good for my rhythms. During baseball season, I'll get uh, after after the show. I'll go back mm-hmm. go back to my place and I'll get on the machine. I'll and I'll watch a game while it's happening. Watch a game live, and it's that that's perfect for me. And then about ten o'clock, right. I'm winding down. I do a little reading, do a little do a little research, and then I go to sleep. Well, I'm glad you are changing your habits. Usually my bedtime, I usually go to bed about 9.15, 9.30. Right. So I'm up working usually, you know, by 6.30, 7 o'clock. So anyway, hopefully this is a one-day thing and I'll be fine. It is what it is and time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, today was the start of voluntary workouts for the Broncos. Mace, I would have been there. You know why I was not there today. Uh, Cortland Sutton talked to the media about operating at a different level and a different standard while making every practice count in order to win a championship. Also talked of Russell Wilson saying the juice is just different. Knowing that we have a guy that has been at the top of the mountain before, has won a Super Bowl before, does know what it's like to be at the highest level and lead his team to a Super Bowl. You think the juice would be the same if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback? It might be. It might still be sweet, but it might taste a little different. Does that make any sense? 
You know what? You put it in a way that I should have thought of putting it because Aaron Rodgers is not showing up for voluntary workouts this week. Aaron Rodgers, I cannot imagine, would have taken a lot of the guys on offense to his house and done a full workout thing with video sessions. Right. Yeah, you know you have a guy in Aaron Rodgers who has won a championship, but the guy is so incredibly aloof. The only time you're really going to have a chance to get to know him is probably on the field in a in a practice room. But as guys talked about today, specifically Justin Simmons, we'll talk about this in the next hour of the show. It has become a priority for guys to get to know each other. That's what happened at Russell Wilson's spring training, if that's what you want to call it. They are more than Hackett and Wilson, but specifically Hackett. They're trying to establish a culture. They're trying to establish a culture of not only teamwork and working relationship and a championship culture, but they're trying to establish a culture of guys actually getting to know each other as people because you're going to want to run through a wall for somebody you like than somebody that you don't like. And that's something that you did not have mm-hmm. under Vic Fangio. I told us, I don't think I ever told this story on the air, and I'm going to try and be as discreet as possible. I was told a story by a Broncos executive when Vic Fangio and Philip Lindsay were driving up to Boulder together for a basketball game. And Fangio called someone in the Broncos organization and said, I have no idea what to ask Philip because I really don't know him that well. Mm. Well, here's the deal. That's the culture. That's the environment that Vic Fangio set. It wasn't to get to know each other as people. It was all about football. And when the team wasn't winning, then you're completely out of luck. Totally out of luck. Another player for the Broncos told me after year one, I don't think Vic Fangio knows that I even have two children. Very different now under Nathaniel Hackett. Very, and we'll get more into that at 5 o'clock as well. But, I mean, it's, it, you have Wilson and Hackett. They they do have a lot in common in terms of focusing on the people, maybe even people more, maybe even more than football. And not that football wasn't going on at a high level when Russell Wilson had the guys out there in in San Diego a few weeks ago, but there was a lot of getting to know you time and and what you're gambling on here. And I think it's a good bet is the notion that when it's tough, when it, you know, it let's um, it's December, you're in Baltimore, you're down by three points with two minutes to go. The crowd is screaming and that you're counting on the bonds that you built now, allowing you to kind of dig down that little bit more when you've got to find something different, those bonds that you built of battling for each other, right? And coming together when the world is against you. It's easier to come together when you're you're surrounded by hostility on the road. It's easier to come together if you look around your huddle and you say, oh, uh, oh, Billy Turner? Yeah, I, I... I know all about your parents. I know about all about where you come from. I know what kind of person you are. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to go to war for you. Cause I know you're going to go for to war for me in the same way here. Here's the simplest way to put it. If I can try and 
put it in two sentences. When you like someone, when you genuinely like someone, you want to go to work. When you genuinely don't like someone, you don't really care if you see them at work. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why businesses have retreats up in the mountains doing trust falls and team building activities, whether it's tug of war or trust falls or capture the flag. You want to work with people that you like. If you work with people that you respect and don't like, it's nothing more than a business relationship. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. And that's what, to what you said, maybe a little bit what I said, that's what Hackett is trying to bring. But with Russell Wilson, that's just kind of who he is. He is a happy, positive type of guy. Now, you can argue that the Bills have a more talented quarterback in Josh Rosen. Ravens have a more talented quarterback in Lamar Jackson. But is that really the same juice as to what Cortland is talking about with Russell Wilson. Yeah. I mean, I think it, I think it is. No, I was saying, is it, is it, I don't think it is. Oh, the the, the Aaron Rodgers juice is not the same as Russell Wilson juice. And I don't think the, and hold on, not Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, my bad. I don't think that Josh Allen, probably more talented than Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, possibly more talented than Russell Wilson, I don't think they bring the same type of juice. Yeah, they they don't because you know why? They've never won a championship. They've never been to a Super Bowl. They don't have a history of winning. What what did Josh Allen win at Wyoming? Not a lot. What did, did, they, did, they, win, did win? they win or lose the Potato Bowl? <laughs> exactly, and that's my point. You have a guy in Russell Wilson that has both and he's likable and he's affable. Peyton Manning is affable if he likes you, right? Yeah. If he likes you, it seems like Russell Wilson likes everybody. It's a different, to your point, it's a different type of juice Mm -hmm. to some people. Grapefruit juice tastes sour. Other people like orange juice without the pulp. Some people like orange juice with the pulp. It depends on your flavor of juice. But I'll tell you this. What Russell Wilson brings is the most popular form of juice. Talented and credible and likable. And that's probably the best for a team that's still pretty young on the offensive side, too. That doesn't know how to win. Yeah. That doesn't know how to win. They need something like this in this organization because to them, when you're playing with a bunch of quarterbacks who don't bring juice, maybe with the exception of Joe Flacco, but quite frankly, that juice has been sitting out in the sun for seven days because he didn't come across as overly, overly friendly, not much of a leader, right? I mean, he famously, he, didn't he, be a men- he famously didn't want to be a mentor to anybody. That's right. Uh, and... Uh, specifically Drew Locke at the quarterback position at the time, but a court, but the way you have to succeed as a quarterback nowadays, as we see these quarterbacks getting into their mid to late thirties, right? And more and more, what we see is a generation gap between the quarterbacks and the teams that lead that they're leading. Right. And so you've got to have a special kind of personality to connect. And I think someone like, uh, Aaron Rodgers, especially now that you go up to Green Bay, you're going to have Devontae Adams out of the building. He might struggle to connect with the new guys that he's going to be depending on to catch the footballs from him. 
because his personality is different and may not mesh with the younger players. But Russell Wilson's personality and who he is, it seems like does mesh better with the young with the guys around him. Or ba- I mean, basically, when you're talking, you know, Russ is uh, going to be 34 this year, so you're talking about Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, Albert Oak, Waybunam, Cortland Sutton. Even you go down the, the list to guys like KJ Hamler and Kendall Hinton, Javante Williams at running back. These guys are all about a decade younger than him, and there's a right. and there is and there's a big difference between being 34 and 24, and we can see it in the Broncos locker room over the last few years. When we before even before COVID, when we were when we were in there, but Russ's personality I think bridges that gap better than Aaron Rodgers' personality would, and that's why I think. And the other thing is also the juice. This juice is the kind of juice that you can drink for a little bit longer, right? Yeah. Uh, so an Aaron, the Aaron Rodgers type, that's gonna pro- you're gonna probably sour on that after after a little while because it's a more hard driving brand of juice. Yeah, I agree. Listen, Aaron Rodgers wants to do it his way. He's not going to change who he is with two new rookie wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Kid, this is the way I do it. And if you don't like it, I'm just not going to throw you the ball. Yeah, that's the way he operates. All right, how about those Rockies? Look at the start they are off to. They on are fire! Three and one. <laughs> and people on Twitter are saying, maybe I misjudged this team. Well, did you misjudge this team? Has this team been misjudged after four games? We'll talk about it next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us at smilehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, don't know if you know this, I've been taking testosterone for about the last seven years. And I got to tell you, I just discovered a new company, Low T99, and it has just become a lot easier and a lot affordable. It's the first all-inclusive treatment for just 129 bucks a month. So what does that include? They're going to send you the testosterone, supplies, estrogen blockers, what you need, 129 bucks a month. That includes lab work and you know lab work can be expensive so it's 129 bucks a month telemed you get your blood work done and they stay on top of it probably about every three months and that stuff can be expensive but remember it's a one cost thing per month as well this is the way to go no more trips to the pharmacy all my appointments are done remotely with their medical doctors. And I really wish I found these guys sooner. Do what I did. Go to lowt99.com, lowt99.com. Trust me, you will be glad that you did. Stop going to the doctor. Stop going to the pharmacy. Have them send what, to you what you need. I got my stuff in about three days. That's awesome and convenient. Lowt99.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group. 
focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. Okay, Rockies have started the season, and they've started it well. They beat the Dodgers in a three-game series, lost the opener, took the next two, Two and one record. Go down, play the Texas Rangers, beat them in extra innings yesterday in 10. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying, well, maybe, maybe we were wrong about the Rockies. Is it a little too early to say we were wrong about the Rockies or right about the Rockies? Way too early. Uh, at this point oh last year, the two teams in the World Series, they end up in the World Series. One was 0 4, one was 4 0. And if you take the records of last year's postseason teams, and put them all together, they're 20 and 19. I th- it's it's truly, I think what we can say is that they are at minimum, they're, they're, they're a legitimate mid tier team. I mean, if you go back to June 1 of last year, uh, they, they are 57 and 54 since June 1, June 1 of last year. I think they are, I, I think they are an average team, and an average team can hang around. And maybe with a, with a few breaks can become a better than average team, but I don't think it's not time to start planning the parade just yet. But are are they a bad team? They're not a bad team. They're an average team right now. I use this phrase all the time because it's not mine, and it's clever and it's accurate. So I'll throw it out because I do it every baseball season. Mm-hmm. Every team's going to win sixty. Every team's going to lose sixty. It's what you do in the other. 62 games, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or whatever, whatever the math is on that. You play, you play 142. It's the other, with 60 loop, it's the 42. other 42 that make it. Yeah. The other 42 that make the difference. Right. Right now, the Rockies are two and zero in those 42 games. They won the game on Saturday, three to two. Both teams scored a run in the eighth inning that could have gone either way. Yeah. And yesterday's game went to extra innings. They could have lost that game. And it was a crazy call in the end of the game, which maybe Texas would have won. So you're going to win 60. You're going to lose 60. It's the other 42 right now in the 42 column. They're two and zero. That's the simplest way to put it for me, because winning a game nine to four, that's the game you should have won. You put that in the column of one of your 60 wins. Mm-hmm. You, they'll lose a game nine to four. You put that in the column of the game. You're going to lose under the column of you're going to lose 60 games. It's it's the ones that can go either way. D- decide whether you are going to be eighty-one and eighty-one or ninety and seventy-two. That's right. Are you I, still sorry. there? Yeah, I thought oh. you had. I I I, I, I didn't know. Yeah. I thought you had something more We're not beyond the studio that. together. I can't see it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I thought you had something oh. more beyond. Is there anything that. else you'd like to add? I mean, just it's no, no because you don't have anything more to add. Well, no, I mean, because I, I mean, I made the point earlier. Like I said, they're they're basically a little bit of over over five hundred of a team uh, for four months plus uh, last four months of last year plus what we've seen this year. I mean, I think I think I don't think that they are. I don't think they're anyone's definition of a bad team unless you're just trying to look at only the negative. The que- I mean, are there questions over whether the as to whether the rotation can hold up over the long haul beyond beyond Marquez, who was brilliant over the weekend? Absolutely, there there are questions about that. And and Texas is te- Texas is a bad team, but the Dodgers are a very good team. And I think if you take two out of three from the Dodgers, 
that's worth celebrating no matter when it happens. Because they're the best team in the National League. And they still are. I mean, if you want to look at little victories, we talked about it when he got acquired from the from the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Um, Randall Grichik, right? Yeah. However you want to pronounce his name. Tell me how to pronounce it again correctly. I think please. it was Grich- It's Grichuk, right? Or Danny's laughing. Right, Correct. Grichuk. Yes. Grichuk. Grichuk. Yeah. yeah D- Danny and, had a smirk behind the glass, and I was wondering what that was about. <laughs> is it because I mispronounced it? Mm. No. Danny's just a happy guy. Anyway. I just smile a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he has a history of striking out. Early, early, I get it. Mm-hmm. Two, two walks, one strikeout. Little positive. Yeah. You want to take little positives out of what's going on here. Brendan Rodgers, he strikes out too much. He has two walks and five strikeouts. Keep an eye on that. Cron, a couple of home runs. Connor Joe. And by the way, people are talking about Connor Joe like he hasn't played before. He played for this team last year. It's not like he's a first-time guy on the roster. No. And he's off to a nice start. Yeah. He, he, so, so they yeah. have some nice players. Chris Bryant is, you know, he, he hasn't been fantastic. Uh, he hasn't maybe lived up to his billing, oh. but I mean, he's OPS. Guy, he's, guy, he's he's OPSing eight thirteen right now. He's doing he's doing fine. No no complaints. Connor right. Connor Joe is off to a great start right now. CJ right. CJ right. you so said you, Connor Joe. I meant to say CJ Crone. Crone's off to a great start right now. You just want to take little victories out of it. Yeah. You go day by day. For me, when I look at a team, I say, okay, how are you going to do in ten game spurts? So let me know if they're seven. Th- Three, six, and four, five, and five, four, and six. You to me, that's how I evaluate teams as you move forward. It's ten game stretches. It's not five game stretches. Most teams are going to have five game losing streaks. Most teams are going to have five game winning streaks. Generally speaking, but give me a larger sample size. Just like I'm not going to evaluate an NFL team. I'm not trying to take anything away from them. Just like I'm not going to evaluate an NFL team on their opening two games of the season. Actually, in the, no the equivalent, good or bad they the are. equivalent in NFL. If we're Quarters. doing it by this is. The Rockies aren't even to have are are their their season equivalent. If you did it to an NFL game, the Rockies aren't even into halftime of the first game. If they were an NFL oh, no. team, oh, not even close. Right. I mean, they would. You know, if you if it's if it's it, you know because one sixty two in in baseball, seventeen is seventeen in football. They're they're they are probably the two minute warning of the first half of the first game, and that's a. That's enough to know nothing. Me, as a baseball enthusiast, you know I don't even check the standings until the end of April. Don't it's, what are the um, what are the Braves right now? I mean, they're two and I know the Braves' record two and three. I couldn't tell you how everyone else in the NL East is doing. I you can't get caught up in that so early, right? You you're 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 running your race. Trying to get you know, make, making sure that you don't get that you don't bury yourself. Like last year, the not that anyone expected the Rockies to contend last year. We know that, but last mm-hmm. year they buried themselves at they, they buried themselves in the first in the first couple of weeks. They were four and twelve in their first sixteen games. By just after Mother's Day, they were twelve and twenty four. The old cliche is. Nobody wins the World Series in April, but you can lose right. it. The goal is don't lose it, right? And if you're just sitting, if right. you're there, 
if the Rocky if the Rockies are anywhere at the end of the month, as long as they're as long as they're not eight to ten games below five hundred again at the end of the month, whether they're thirteen whether they're thirteen and sixteen or sixteen and thirteen or even eighteen and eleven, I know they won't have that many games. That's that's I'm thinking of like a normal April, but. If they're mm-hmm. if they're sitting there somewhere within three games of five hundred either way, they are doing just fine. Nothing right. to worry about. All right, coming up after the break, you and I had an interesting conversation. I think it was last week, and you said to me, "Man, if they would have voted on the MVP um, before they announced the seventy fifth All NBA Anniversary Team, you said you thought that Jokic would be on that team. Well, Jokic had a chance." to get some respect in that vein. NBA announced its 75th anniversary all-European team. Giannis is on it. Nowitzki's on it. Is Jokic on it? That's next. Do the dream or a genie or a wish To go back to a place much simpler than this Cause after all the party and it's smashing and crashing And all the glitz and the glam and the Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us at MileHighSports.com. If you want to reach us, you can do so on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility in the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. Okay. Yeah, yesterday, the NBA announced its 75th all-anniversary all-European team. First team, Giannis, Giannis Nowitzki, Pau Gasol, Tony Parker, Luka Doncic. Uh, Jokic was a second-team guy. With that, Nowitzki wasn't really a center. Giannis isn't really a center. And Pau Gasol was more of a power forward than a center, but he probably... He played both. Is that fair to say? Yeah, he did. Why the hell is Jokic not on this list? Honestly, I can understand why he's... I I understand for Giannis. I understand for Nowitzki. But Pau Gasol? Really? That's what I don't get. And I mean... It It makes no sense. And by the way, Tony Parker and Doncic, those two guys are guards. So they're doing it by fielding a team, not top five players of all time. But I would take I but I would that's t- what they're doing. But I would take uh, Jokic over Pau Gasol anytime. I mean if you start like it, first of all, Gasol was never an MVP. Jokic has been. Gasol played nineteen seasons, right? Nineteen mm-hmm. nineteen seasons, six times all star, okay? Jokic has played seven seasons, four-time All-Star, and it it doesn't it, it doesn't take somebody with a great deal of foresight to see that as long as Jokic doesn't suffer some kind of tragic injury uh, in the near future, 
he's going to have more all-stars than Gasol. He's already got more MVPs than Pau Gasol. The only, I mean, really, the only thing that Gasol has on Jokic of value is championship rings as the number two player on the Lakers back in those days. And you know what's funny? When I look at those two championship Lakers teams, mm-hmm. Pau Gasol was a really good player. Not great. I mean, averaged maybe 19 points, 11 rebounds a game. I mean, those stats are laughable when you look at what Jokic does. I honestly look at those Lakers teams as Kobe kind of did it by himself. He is, he is one of the few players who is able to win a championship without a true superstar as a number two. A very a good few. player, but not a superstar. Like There we I, go. Now, and there's, I, I guess a good way to kind of illustrate this is Scottie Pippen is a much better player and a much more complete player than Pau Gasol oh, as, yeah. as the number two to Michael Jordan, right? How, how about Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant? Kobe you was the, who, you could argue Kobe was the two. He was. Yeah. Pau Gasol was a very, very good player. One reason why he is in the Hall of Fame is because of what he did as a young man in Europe. That's why he's there. He was a six-time All-Star. I'm sorry, that's not... Being a six-time All-Star is great, but it's not some huge accomplishment. Over 19 years. No, it's not. And looking at his numbers, they were... He was a double-double guy. So was Elton Brand for a long time. Right? Yeah, he, he, he's a double-double double double guy, guy, but there's a, di- there's yeah. a difference between, the, between his double-double, which was usually right around uh, 19... It was typically right around 19 and 10, right? And Jokic this year was 27 and 14. And last year was 26 and 11. There's a difference between Jokic's double-doubles and Gasol's double-doubles. And oh, by the way, we haven't even talked about what they did as passers because Pau Gasol never averaged more than 4.1 assists in a season. Jokic gets four, usually gets four assists in a half. This is what I found to be so puzzling, is the fact that we on this show and a lot of the other shows in town have been doing the best we can to try and convince people nationally who actually have votes that Jokic is the best player in the league. But you know what's really sad about, about this Euro vote, if that's what you want to call it? Mm-hmm. And not the majority, not the majority, but an overwhelming number of voters are European writers. We're European writers. People who know the, the game in Europe, mm-hmm. who have known it for a very long time. Are you saying we have to convince them too? Really? We have to convince European writers that Jokic is better than Pau Gasol? We have enough time trying to convince American writers that Jokic is better than Embiid or the most valuable player. I don't want to say better. Mm-hmm. Should be the MVP over Embiid. Yeah. But now we, we have to convince the people who would, you would think would know better. And that's that's what I find to be so head scratching. It was surprising when I saw this in the notes. I mean, I, I had not read about this until you put it in the notes, and honestly, I was, I, I was, I was floored, and because 
whether you're talking about this being something where you're choosing the best five guys or you're doing it regardless of position, regardless of position, um, or if you're doing it uh, specific to position, either way, you can't. Jokic, ha- Jokic would have to be on there. Now, I mean, you could argue if it's the best five guys overall and what they've accomplished, right? If it were just positionless, then Jokic would be on there ahead of ahead of Doncic at this point. But if you're talking about centers, Jokic has already already accomplished more. The only thing I can I can wrap my arms around is that they put a huge emphasis on being part of a championship team. I believe 40 of the voters, at least 40 of the voters, came from either Germany, Greece, France, Lithuania, Serbia, Slovenia, Spain, Turkey, UK. Okay. And they don't know the diff- they don't know the difference between the two. Pau Gasol was a very good player. Yeah. He, to me, he's in the Hall of Fame again because of what he did in Europe. Honestly, I would take Jokic over Nowitzki too. But Nowitzki is the reason why Dallas won a title. Right. Giannis is Giannis. I'm not going to argue with that. Please tell me what accomplishments that Luka Doncic has that I'm not aware of over Jokic. I'm, you, look, you, Doncic is probably going to be an MVP someday, right? He might. He's not yet, though. Yeah, he's not there. He's not there. Yo, Jokic has done more. He he has, not in terms of position and what exactly he does, but in terms of accomplishment, Jokic has done what Doncic is still aspiring to do. Has, have the Mavs gotten out of the first round of the playoffs with Doncic? Uh, I don't believe they have. Oh, isn't that interesting? But then again, I get it. It's by They're, position. And he and 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 I don't put that in time. I don't put that as a negative on him. I put that I put that as as he came to Dallas when they were in a down cycle and they were starting to sure. put themselves back together. I don't hold I don't hold that against Doncic, but at the same time, doesn't mean I'm I'm sitting here and uh and put and putting him onto a list of the five greatest European players to ever come through the NBA and saying he should be ahead of somebody who has been an, an MVP. Like think about, like think about that for a, a moment. Okay. Giannis should be on this list because he's a two time MVP, right? He, and in fact, I would argue he is, he is the great, he is the greatest player to come out of Europe. I think no we, even though he still has a lot, a lot of career ideally in front of him, he's the most accomplished European player in the history of the, of the league, and is and is and is very quickly becoming one of the all-time greats, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And but you now Nowitzki's Nowitzki's been MVP. He should be on there. Jokic is Jokic is the only European MVP who didn't make it on this list. He- well, he's about to become, I believe, and I think you do too, a two-time MVP. So when you said yeah. a week ago, well, if he would have won the MVP, he'd be on the all-75th team, and I said to you, I don't think he would be, even though I think he deserves to be there. Mm-hmm. If, he, if he can't make the first-team all-European team after, and this vote was taken after this season. Yeah. The regular season was over. I don't know if the vote was taken, but it was released after, I should say. When the votes were coming in, you saw what Jokic was doing. If you couldn't see that and say he belongs on the first team, then you're not going to see it at all this year, even if he gets a nod for a second consecutive MVP. Danny, what do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? 
The NBA play-in kicks off this evening with games between Cleveland and Brooklyn. And in the West, the LA Clippers and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Get your thoughts on those play-in games after the break right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. I am imagining a dark Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I've been telling you about my friend Dan McKenzie, the McKenzie firm, for a long time. He did my estate plan, my living will. And once everything was completed, I felt such a sense of relief knowing that everything was done. But it even gave me a bigger sense of relief knowing that I worked with Dan. because I had so many questions that I needed to ask him. And he answered everything. When it was done, I felt great about the process. With that, Dan, how are you, my friend? Dan, can you hear me? Dan, are we going to try and get Dan back on the line? Yeah, I'm going to try. I had him a second ago. I don't know what happened. Okay, why don't we try and bring him back on the line? Let me know when we do have him back on the line because there's so many great things that I can say about Dan McKenzie. Um, Honestly, I I don't want somebody else making decisions for me when it comes to my estate plan. I certainly don't want a doctor making a decision for me if I'm in a state where maybe I do want somebody to pull the plug. And, you know, as as I've joked with you, Mace, more than a few times, um, I certainly don't want you to be in charge of pulling that plug either because if it's your decision, I'm probably not going to make it. Oh, stop it. You're going to be working solo, I'm guessing. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Are you sure? Yes, positive. Okay. I, I, yeah, Dan. Yeah, I, I would want I want you to live as long as possible. Oh, you're a sweetheart. Uh, we have Dan <laughs> McKenzie back on the line. Danny. Yeah, Bain. he should be. He should be on now. I'm on. Oh. Dan, how are you, my friend? <laughs> Good. How are you? I am great. Um, for those that are married and for those that are not married, what kind of potholes are you going to stumble onto? Uh, if you do not get some sort of estate plan or a will? The big problem is when people are in one of those statuses and the way they're living doesn't quite line up with it. And the most common situation, of course, is where people um, are not married but live together, share expenses, maybe even have kids together, all that kind of stuff, and they're not married. Um, So it looks like a marriage, but it's not. Sometimes the other way happens, too. Sometimes people separate. They're still married technically, but they have separated everything out. They may even be living separately, and you know they just haven't gone through the process of actually getting a divorce. And so, either way can be real bad because uh, in the law, your spouse is really important in the estate planning world. That person is the default for a lot of stuff, and uh, if they're not your spouse, they're really not anything potentially. So you can run into a lot of problems 
We get a lot of calls from people who are scrambling to stay in houses that they don't technically own or to get separated out from debts that they don't want to be on and all kinds of stuff. What do you say to the people? And, and I can understand why they said, well, I really don't make a lot of money a year. Maybe I make maybe $35,000 a year and I'm single and I'm 32. What do you say yeah. to them? Why should they do something? Well, I mean, there's still items that have to be figured out. I mean, you know, in that situation, there's a good chance you're renting. Somebody has to deal with your landlord. Somebody still has to deal with your bank, potentially. Somebody still has to deal with your credit cards. And I'm always pointing out to potential clients, like, look, this is, most people are very focused on their family, of course, and who's getting what. But the process is also about settling debts and taking care of those kinds of affairs. And sometimes, I had a call earlier today, actually, with someone who, the issue is who's going to speak for a person who's in the hospital for their medical concerns, mm. a uh, romantic partner or a uh, kind of uh, estranged child. Uh, you know, they both kind of have issues there. So, um, yeah, that can come up, and that really has nothing to do with money. So, Well, that's, that's the living will. I mean, I joke about who's going to pull the plug, but it's more than just that, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. What else is there involved besides Andrew, like, running towards the wall to pull the plug on me? <laughs> I, you know, that whole question, I mean, any medical situation. You can be in any medical situation where you just can't speak for yourself, and it can be very temporary. It doesn't have to be life-threatening, and most of us have those at various times throughout our lives where it's just you're under anesthesia, and, you know, something is different than the doctor expected and needs some sort of authorization to do something different, and it's not end of life. It's not pulling any plugs. Um, but, uh, who's speaking for you, you know, right now, like your fiance, could she do it? I don't know. Um, so it just depends on the hospital's policy if you haven't written anything down. Right. So, um, writing it down and making it clear so that the hospital knows like, yes, this is the person who's supposed to be making decisions for this guy is, uh, critical because otherwise she really doesn't have any, uh, legal leg to stand on necessarily. Well, at the very least, you brought up a lot of good points. And for those who are listening or watching on MileHighSports.com, just give Dan a call. Check him out and see, is this something that is right for you, if it is something right for you? And chances are, in most cases, you might want to take care of it, and you should do it with Dan. Dan, how do people get a hold of you? Our phone number is 303-578-2745, and our website is TheMackenzieFirm.com. TheMackenzieFirm.com. Uh, is T eager to run to the wall with you, your your wife, or not really? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is Mandy. We're not even married yet. Have a great day. All right. Thanks, Eric. Talk to you later. Uh, all right. Bye. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfields Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfields has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, NBA play-in games getting underway here shortly with the first in the Eastern Conference between the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Brooklyn Nets at 5 o'clock p.m. And then at 7.30 p.m., the L.A. Clippers versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. Both games on TNT. Your thoughts on the opening matchups of the NBA play-in? The East is a lot better than the West. I mean, I think uh, Charlotte, Atlanta, both teams over 500, both only 10 games back of uh, of the Miami Heat. 
and you know you've got Trey Young on Trey Young on one side. You've got uh, the youngest uh, ball, youngest of the of the Ball family uh, on on the other. It's gonna be a, gonna be a fun matchup, but I, I like Atlanta at home. You you pick superstars in matchups like this, don't you? Trey Young, and, yeah. You pick yeah. Trey Young. Rather, right. no offense to Lamelo Ball, nope. he can be a superstar eventually, but Trey Young is a star right, right. now. Well, and now in the other matchup, the Clippers have just dominated the, the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. Like, for years, they've been dominating this team. And I know that Dave Benz came on the show, I think when I was off, I can't remember which day, it was the final day of the, it's when the, the Nuggets played the Timberwolves. And he maybe, he did he mention to you the history between the Clippers and the uh, Timberwolves? He did touch on it, yeah, but at the, sa- and at the same time, the fact that it's going to be at home was expecting yeah. the kind of environment that we haven't seen for uh, a Timberwolves right. game in, in quite some time. And that that's the sort of thing that if it's close, maybe it's something that carries the T-Wolves over the finish line. Although I, I think it's more likely that the T-Wolves lose this game, but then with the second chance against the 9-10 winner, take care of business and still make the playoffs, although that would, that would put them in the number eight seat. And Dave, by the way, the play-by-play voice of the Minnesota Timberwolves, and he and I had this conversation what's you know, unfortunate for Minnesota fans if they lose this game. Yeah. They're losing to a Clippers team again yeah. without Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. Paul George is really good, but but the Timberwolves should win this game. Don't you think? They should. Well, they should. And I, I mean, would, would you say that Carl Anthony Towns is the best player on the court? I think he is. Yes. The Clippers the Clippers are a slightly better top to bottom team at this point. Right. And even though they haven't gone beyond the conference semifinals, this Clippers team has much more big game experience than the T Wolves do too. They also have big game experience in blowing big leads. That's true. That's true. Yes. But maybe they've but maybe they've learned they've learned something. For a lot of these guys in the T Wolves, it's gonna be their first game like this. That's whereas the true. Clippers have played a bunch of games like this. Carl Anthony Towns played against the played against the Nuggets way not back. Too, no. Yeah, and the one the one game back in uh, was that 2018. Yep. Long time ago. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nuggets needed to win the game. The Timberwolves won that game. Mm-hmm. All right, that was a Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store and, and try out the appliances before you buy them. Not to mention, they can help you find something to fit your budget. Or if you want to redesign an entire kitchen, they can work with you on making that happen. Those big box stores, they'll send you one piece at a time, and best of luck to you. They have a great design team in Mountain High Appliance. You should work with them. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Justin Simmons met the media today at the start of voluntary workouts. What does he think about his new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, and all the energy that he brings, and maybe the culture that he's changing? You'll hear from Justin next. Tempo. 